Welcome. Thanks for joining us today on the Venture Podcast. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you along your journey. Let's pray together. Father, that is why we are here. We are here to worship Jesus. We are here because he has changed our lives. He has changed our our homes. He's changed our eternity. Lord, we want to desperately see people all around us experience that life change. Lord, some of us are standing right now and, and we are speaking the name of Jesus over family. There's people here, they desperately want to see family members come to know you. Lord, there's some standing and they're speaking the name of Jesus over addiction. They're praying for themselves or for someone they know to break a stronghold. Lord, there's some here who they're speaking the name of Jesus to heal their home, to heal their relationships, to heal their lives. Some who need physical healing today. Lord, we come before you and we recognize we have no power in of ourselves, but greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. You have given us the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior in whose name we pray, amen. Hey, you can have a seat. That is why we're here. We're here because we've experienced the power of Jesus. We've seen it in the life of this church. We've been on a journey together. And when I talk about the journey, I'm not just talking about the last six weeks we've been on together. One of the things I've loved about this campaign, I've seen how God, the more I've dove into the history of this church, I've seen how God has led this church over and over again to step out by faith. And as I've told you some of the stories and some of you that were here and a part of it when when Pastor Marvin led this church by faith to this campus, when they came to this campus and didn't have the resources to come, but God led the way. And we're here today because of their faith and their sacrifice. The the sacrifice of those who provided this worship center for us. And by faith, they stepped out in that. The the sacrifice of Pastor Dave and Pastor Galen, who had the faith of two churches who said, you know, we would be better as one. And they stepped out by faith and out of it, two churches became Venture Christian Church. The faith of Chip Ingram who came here and many of you, as I've heard your stories, you talk about the fact that about 15 years ago when he came and when he challenged and when he took us through a Romans 12 series, when he called many of us to have that all in moment for the first time in your life by faith, you put yourself all in for Jesus Christ. Guys, what what we're a part of right now is a legacy and a history of how God has always led this church by faith. And today we get the opportunity, we get to be a part of that history, of that story of what God is doing here as we seek by faith to share the name of Jesus to our neighbors and friends, to make an impact all around us, to maximize this campus and to mobilize this missionary force that we call a church, to reach those who are in our backyard, to reach those who are right there, to reach some that maybe this morning they're waking up and they hear the worship of venture. 
And they go, you know what? There's something going on there that I need to be a part of. That's what this campaign's about. And I'll tell you, every one of those steps in the past, they all came to a place where someone had to step forward and go, I'm willing to sacrifice for the sake of others. Because love always sacrifices. And if we love our neighbors and we love our community and we love in a tangible way, God always calls us to do the same thing that Christ did to sacrifice. And he gave everything. He, he calls us from time to time to, to step out in those special moments to go, am I willing to sacrifice what he's calling me to do? You know, if you read through the, the gospels, there's different places where it highlights people who did this. It, it's interesting to me, it's often women who step forward and, and were willing to sacrifice. There's a couple of times in Jesus' ministry, earlier in his ministry, there was a, a woman who had been a prostitute and she was so grateful for how Jesus had rescued her out of that life. She came and she anointed his feet. Later, right before his crucifixion, you can read about it actually in Mark chapter 14. It's in John as well. It's in several of the gospels. In fact, if you look on the screen, you can see the passage from Mark 14, where Jesus that week, while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and she poured it over his head. And we know from John, if you read the parallel passage, this woman is actually Mary, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They're at this dinner party. It, it's hosted there at the home of Simon the leper. How'd you like that for a name? You're always known, Simon the leper. Where, where are we going? We're going to Simon the lepers. Now, here's the deal. If he still had leprosy, nobody would go to his house. He had the name because Jesus had healed him. And he wants to, he loves Jesus. He wants to host a party for him. And Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they love Jesus because it's just a few weeks earlier that, that Jesus had called Lazarus out of the grave and he had resurrected him from the dead. And so they're there and at the party at some point, Mary goes and she takes this alabaster, this costly alabaster flask and, and she breaks it open and, and starts on Jesus' head. John tells us as well, she went to his feet and ultimately took her hair and wipes his feet with it. And this pure nard is this precious ointment, very pungent. And so when she breaks that open, it, it goes immediately throughout the room. Everybody's smelling it. They immediately recognize what it is. And if you look at the response, those around said, there were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was this ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. Uh, a denarii was a day's wage. So in other words, it was one year's worth of salary that she's poured out in a moment. And they're indignant. They look at her, man, why, why, is she, why is she doing that? She should have given that to the poor. Look at Jesus' response as he continues. Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. 
And then I, I like this response. He says, you'll always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good for them. I mean, he looks at him, he says, y'all are so indignant with her that she would waste this on me. It's a big waste in your mind because you want to give it to the poor. And, and Jesus obviously was forgiving to the poor. He gave to the poor. He called his people to give to the poor. But he looks at him, he says, you know, you're so indignant about what you think is a waste. The poor are there, give to them. You, you've had every opportunity to give to the poor. But don't fault her for how God's led her to do this for me. He says, you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She anointed my body beforehand for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. He, he looks at him and, and he says, you guys don't even understand what she's done. Remember, this is the week leading up to his crucifixion, just a few days later. And she came and she anointed his body in the way that you would a body for burial as well. And often they would use a pure nard, that, that ointment over the dead body in preparation for burial. I don't even know if Mary recognized what God was leading her to do. She just stepped out by faith. And Jesus said, man, what she is doing is a beautiful thing because he would be falsely tried. He would be crucified. He would be hurriedly buried because they wanted it done before the sun went down. And, and many scholars believe that that nard was so strong that even after his crucifixion, you would still smell it on his body. She had the privilege of preparing because she stepped out by faith. She loved him so much, she sacrificed. And sometimes we read this and we think, oh, it was kind of a spur of the moment type thing. Guys, this wasn't her house. This was at Simon the leper's. And so before she went that night, in her room, I'm sure is there, this would be the most precious thing she owns, that alabaster flask with the nard in it. Some scholars think it was probably uh, hers for her dowry if she ever got married or her inheritance if she needed it. Or maybe by this point in her life, it probably was in preparation for her own burial one day. But it was not only costly, it was special. And Mary made a decision before she ever went to the dinner party, I'm taking this with me because I want to pour this out on my savior. Guys, love is sacrifice where God calls us to step out. And you know, I've, I've had the privilege of seeing this in so many different ways. I, I remember preaching, I've gone to Rwanda several times and I've had the privilege of preaching in churches in Rwanda. It's always interesting. My favorite part of it, my favorite part's not the sermon, that's what I'm doing. Although they're usually kind to me because the sermons there are usually about two hours. But they always tell me, we know you're an American, you can't do that. So Y'all just preach one hour. My favorite part is always the offering. 
Because the offering, they put an open basket right down front. And when it's time for the offering, you get up out of your seat and you bring it down. And it's the biggest celebration you'll see. Nobody's going down there. They all go down, they're, they're, they're singing some dance. And you watch, some, all they have is a little bit of rice. That's all they can give. I remember watching a woman once. She had like this gourd out of her garden. And I remember she brought it. You, you could just feel the, the weight of it as she put it into the basket, not the physical weight, what it meant for. And, and as I watched it, one of the missionaries that was with me said, you know, when she puts that in, that probably represents a meal they're gonna go without. And it just always overwhelmed me because I thought, Lord, you've given me so much. Do I celebrate like that? I've watched in this campaign as different people have stepped forward in this body and watched as God's been moving in their hearts in ways that, that humble me. I remember one day, I was kind of having a down day. This is a few weeks ago. And kind of like, oh God, what, what are you doing in this? And feeling that anxiety and overwhelmed. And I, I got a letter and it was from a church in the middle of America. I get letters from churches all the time, usually asking for money or declaring their new prophecy that I need to declare at church. And so I'm, I'm never really hopeful when I open these letters. I pulled this one out and it said, Pastor Tim, my name is Chris Brown. I'm from Springfield, Ohio. I help pastor a small church in the city, New Beginnings Christian Church. Tiny little church with an outreach ministry. I've listened to the Venture Podcast for many years. Heard when you did the BAMA the first time. When you just went through it, I decided to show the videos to our church. I'm writing you today to thank you for your teaching and how I've benefited. And then he writes these words, I appreciate the vision that Venture has to reach the world through your local impact of your community. And New Beginnings, we don't have a lot of resources but we wanna help in a small way with the breakthrough campaign. Please accept the enclosed check of $500. Man, guys, I, I sat at my desk, humbled. Sacrifice. A couple of weeks ago, I, I got an email from someone in our church and she said, I'm a retired person, I live frugally. I, I did not find anything I could lay on the table during Tim's message, but then it occurred to me, there's something I can donate. I have a few pieces of good jewelry that I can place in a box and hand it to whoever you designate. I look at it and I go, sacrifice. I, I, I've heard stories and I could keep going through of how God's moving in a heart that, that you so love, you wanna sacrifice. And guys, that's always true. If you love, you sacrifice. If you love, you sacrifice. That's how God designed it. Because we're created in the image of a God who is love and he sacrificed. That's how he loves. And here's, here's the inverse of it though. Here's the good news. When you sacrifice, you know what happens? You actually love more. God moves in your heart in a way that you start loving in a way you didn't know was possible. 
You, you'll see this over and over again, that when you start sacrificially loving another person, your heart actually moves toward that person because we're acting like God in that moment and we become more like him. I've seen this over the course of my marriage. This December will be 33 years. And Lee has sacrificed so much for me. And I've sacrificed for her. And you know this unique thing that happens in those moments of sacrifice, instead of resenting her, I actually love her more. Because of the opportunity to love like that. If you're a parent, you've seen it with your kids, I'm sure. You will not sacrifice for anybody more than a kid. Again and again. And some of you right now, you're, you're in those early years, you're a young mom, you're getting up in the middle of the night, you're there and you go, oh, I didn't know it was this much sacrifice. But you also didn't know you had the capacity to love that much either, did you? Maybe it's a parent that you're now taking care of and it's hard, but you find in it, your heart moves in love and gratitude to them that you get this season to serve them. Maybe it's a friend that needs you and you find that when you step into that need, this strange thing happens, we love them more. Now you may find this example silly, but it really was true in my life. I found it with a pet as well. In fact, I wanna show you a picture of a, a pet, Murphy the Wonder Dog. Murphy that we, uh, we got from a shelter. I don't know what Murphy is. He's a nice mix of dogs. And we went to a shelter years ago, almost 15 years ago. We went looking for another dog. In fact, we had seen another dog online. We got to the shelter. Murphy was in with the other dog. And while we're kind of taking care of business with the other dog, the kids start playing with Murphy. And the lady at the shelter, she looks at my kids and she said, well, you better pet him well. This is his last day. And, and they, my kids were all little kids, preschool. And they're like, what do you mean last day? And she goes, tonight we're gonna put him to sleep. And my daughter Kate said, well, that's good. He needs to go to sleep. And I'm not lying. The lady looked at her and she goes, oh no, sweetie. That means we're gonna give him a shot that stops his heart. Suddenly I have the eyes of all my kids looking up at me. Dad! And I'm looking at the lady. And she goes, it's a two for one special today. I'll throw in this one for free. It was $25 for the other one. I'm like, it's not about the money. And we brought Murphy home and I don't know who had had Murphy before he had his, you know, quirks, but boy, that little dog loved us. I mean, he would do stuff. He'd get into trouble at times. I'd look at him every so often and I'd go, you were on death row and this close and I saved you. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Murphy started developing this cough and I thought it was kennel cough and Lee took him to the vet. We said, hey, can you give something to the cough? And, and they said, we hate to tell you, it, it's not a, an infection. He's got congestive heart failure. And that's fluid backing up in his lungs. We said, can you do anything? And they said, well, at his age, they said, we can put him on a diuretic that will help with the fluid. Uh, just be aware, he's gonna drink a lot of water, he'll go to the restroom a lot. 
But that should extend him a few months. And so we brought him home, we started him on the medicine and, and it did help with it. He was going out all the time. What I wasn't planning on is this meant he had to go out in the middle of the night. And so every night at one o'clock and at 3.30 a.m. I had to take Murphy out. And I told myself, okay, I can do this for a few months for Murphy. But Murphy the Wonder Dog did not go gently into that good night. <laughs> A few months extended to several months, extended to a year. It went over a year. I mean, there was a point where I looked at Lee and I said, I think the dog's gonna outlast me. <laughs> but you know, a strange thing would happen when I would be out with Murphy in the middle of the night. I can't tell you how many times it'd be the middle of the night, he's out there and I'd look over at him and just this overwhelming sense of gratitude and love that I thought, man, I am so thankful how much you've loved this family and that I get to serve you. And one morning I was flying out early and uh, I got up, I was about to jump in the shower, it was about 4 a.m. and I realized Murphy had not awakened me that night. And I went over and uh, in the night on his little dog bed, his heart had finally given out. And you would have thought I was relieved after a year and three months of very little sleep. But I found myself so sad. And I realized that God used that period to really make me love him more. There's something about the way we're wired because we're created in the image of a God who is love, a God who sacrifices everything. That when we sacrifice, we love more. And so we're at this point in the campaign where it requires sacrifice. And, and I've told you, I've told you, man, oh, wouldn't it be great if we found, you know, all the money we need? But he, you know what I've realized in the process? That would be terrible for us. Because if we had some lump sum to just accomplish projects, you and I would fail to grow in our love. And God wants us to not just build facilities and have things for people. He wants us to actually love them. And when we sacrifice, we grow in love. We get to love neighbors all around in ways that we can't even see. But you know, I believe, I believe there will be children in that gym who while they are there, it will be their favorite time during the week because there will be a venture member who's coaching and loving them and pouring into them. And for some of them, that's the only time they get to experience it during the week. I believe there are families who've moved from all over the world and they desperately want community and they desperately want friendship and we'll get to connect with them, whether it's a festival, whether it's an event, whether it's an institute, we can start a journey, not only to connect them to us, but to connect them to Jesus. I believe there'll be a teenager who's struggling with anxiety and feeling hopeless 
that will connect and open up around a fire pit in that backyard with an adult who's investing in them. I believe there'll be a mom who's sharing what's really going on in her life over a cup of coffee. I believe that gym will be filled with tables of people who are at an alpha class and finally getting to explore questions about God and Christianity they've never been able to explore before. I believe that baptism is gonna be full of people who began a journey toward Jesus because somebody loved him enough. Not just in word, but in sacrifice. And I get to love them and you get to love them and we get to love some people who will be doing all of these things long after we're gone. But we get that opportunity. But it takes sacrifice. I love how Ephesians puts it. God's so clear in it. Look what he says. Watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. And I love that last line. Just love like that. Just do that. And that's all I ask you right now. In fact, if you're part of the Venture Church family, if you're here, if you've been on this journey, I'd ask, would you take out your commitment card? Take it out right now. And as the worship team comes, they're gonna lead us. But I'm not asking you to sing with them. I'd rather you take this time to pray. Maybe pray as a couple. Maybe individually in your heart. Maybe you know right now what you want and God's already told you, take this time to go ahead and fill out the card. And, and if you're here, you go, Tim, I don't know how I can take any step of faith. Man, even a small step will turn your heart toward the people that we're trying to reach. That's why Jesus says, your treasure goes with your heart. But we're gonna take a, a sober time here, a reflective time here. Maybe as a couple, if you're here together, maybe you wanna pray together for a moment. Maybe you wanna look, I'm gonna ask Lee to come join me on the stage. We're gonna take some time. We've been going through this process, going through, but we're gonna commit again. We're gonna step out in faith. And, and frankly, God's gonna to have to show up for us to meet the commitment he's called us to. But as the worship team leads us and sings, why don't you take some time and reflect and go ahead and start filling out your card, not just what you're gonna do, but also what this sacrifice means.
sobered even singing those words because you did surrender all for us. Lord, I know you're moving in hearts right now. You're moving in lives. You're calling us to step out and it feels fearful in ways. I pray, would you give us faith? Could we trust you? And where you're calling us to step, I I just pray, would you give everyone here the courage just to listen to you and follow you? I pray this in Christ's name, amen. I'm gonna ask us now to uh, take a further step of faith. Uh, And uh, not only make the commitment, you know, we we talked about it last week. It's one thing to take the first step. It's another thing to take the second step. This is that second step moment. And so if you're here and if God's laid on your heart, you go, yeah, this is what he's calling me to do. I want you to come and actually give your commitment as an act of sacrifice to him. And and by design, we put it up here on the stage. It makes it harder. We recognize that, but there's a part of it. We want you to believe and know this isn't something we're doing. This is something we're doing. And so I wanna encourage right now during this time, if you're ready to go ahead and just step on out. If you'll come up, you'll see these steps right here in the center. We're gonna go up these steps and then you can put it in any of the boxes. When you're there, make sure you get something. There's a keychain, or, or a, there's also little tokens with it. Just, just remind you of that commitment. But if you'll come up these steps and then go down the side steps and then go back to your seat and then we'll culminate and worship together. If you're here today and you go, Tim, I can't go up steps. We'll, we'll have some ushers who are right here They'll be glad to meet you here with that. We don't want anybody to be dangerous, but I do want you to be courageous. And and let me tell you, this is one of those courageous moments. And so I'm asking as a church, will you step out and let's give this sacrifice to him together. What you're witnessing over and over It's just God moving in different hearts, different families. Um, We don't know what what he has asked them to sacrifice, but I love just getting to see a visible example of those who are stepping out by faith, who are trusting God. Appreciate it so much. In fact, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come and let's continue in worship together.
our hearts are full of faith you have a full have the final say come alive in the name of Jesus come alive in the name of Jesus this is a house of miracles we bring everything to the feet of Jesus everything in the name of Jesus
know, we, we just sang, God, we want to see you moving. We want to see, we believe that you still move today. And, and hear me, you just saw a tangible display of that. God is moving in people's hearts and you saw radical sacrifice as they stepped out in it. That's the movement of God. We've seen God move in this campaign as he's answering prayer requests. We've seen God movement in our prayer ministry. We told you breakthrough has never been just about money. Guys, it's about a breakthrough spiritually that God would move in our church and move in our community and move across the Bay Area for his glory. And you saw movement today because God is moving. And I appreciate everyone that you felt that movement, you've been praying about it and you stepped out with radical faith today. I appreciate every one of you that's still wrestling with it. Maybe you're here and you go, man, Tim, I wasn't ready to step out. I get that. Um, there'll be opportunities. Some of you, you're watching this online. You, you, can, you, you wish you were here to do it. Uh, you can fill it out online. Some of you, maybe this week, as God's moving in your heart, you go, yeah, I wanna be a part of it. You can go online and fill it out. I, I don't care how you do, here's all I would ask. And I don't care what you do, honestly, just listen to him. And when he moves, step out by faith. And when you see the movement of God, I hope, if nothing else, when you go out today, would you go out today rehearsing and remembering, you saw God move in people's hearts and they stepped out in radical ways. And that's worth celebrating because God is answering our prayer request for breakthrough. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for praying. We're not done, by the way. We need to pray more now than ever because all we are doing is getting the resources and the facilities for the breakthrough we wanna see spiritually and missionally in our community. So I implore you, let's pray that much more. And we'll see you next week as we'll celebrate together what God's done. Thank you for coming. We hope today's message encouraged you in your journey of faith. To keep up with the latest messages and what's happening, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and visit venture.cc.